Tune into the Tour of Utah podcast on 1280thezone.com. The podcast includes tips for how to train for the summer of cycling and where best to see the Tour of Utah in action. We can talk a little football here in a second, but I've got some something I wanted to say. This is of, and you're an idea guy. You're always you've always been an idea guy. Yeah, most of them I got to admit are pretty doggone good. How about this for an idea? This is one of the greatest ideas I've ever heard of. I defy and demand and dare the three D's. Anyone to come up with a better idea right now? Next season, sources are telling Tom Verducci, he of West Orange, New Jersey, so you know he's legit. Tom Verducci, the Yankees and White Sox will play 2020 on the Field of Dreams Diamond. I love that. 100% I'm in. Let's go. I've wanted would. to go there. It's I don't really have a bucket list. I like the concept, but I've never take time to make the bucket list. But if I made a bucket list, driving from Salt Lake to there, on it. Without question. I don't know if my bucket list has got five things or 50. I don't know. I haven't thought it out. But it's on it. Field of Dreams, a top five movie, movie of all time. I don't like sports movies as a whole. Like it was a half? Yes. Okay. And here's the reason why. For most of my life, when I watched sports movies, the action scenes were awful. They were awful. Nobody looked athletic. It didn't look like a game. It wrecked it. Now, at some point, Hollywood figured out how to work around that. And the action seems to get seem to get much more credible. You use slow mo. You shoot from a different angle than you would see during a game, and somehow it it was passable. It wasn't great. Robert Redford didn't look like a threat to hit 500 home runs in the natural, but it was good enough. And at some point, they figured that out, and sports movies became fun. And it was just about the time they made Field of Dreams. And I remember watching that movie and getting sucked into it right away. First time he flips on the lights at night on that field, golden. I was in. I'll do it. Let's go. We roll, PK. Yeah. A game in Field of Dreams. So is it a regular season game, an uh, exhibition game? Because it would be pretty cold preseason. So they're going to move a regular season game there? How's it going to work? What's the details? The details are? I wish it were my idea. They will play a, a regular season game August 13th next season in the Diamond of Dyersville, Iowa, where the movie Field of Dreams was shot in 1988. I like it. The game will be broadcast by Fox. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. This is a little bit, it feels like they're borrowing from the NHL a little bit. Because the NHL on New Year's Day, when you got all those bowl games on, and then over on NBC they'll have an NHL game in an outdoor stadium. And they've been, at this point, everywhere. Seems like I think it started in the big house in Michigan and they've been to Fenway and all that kind of stuff. Later this month, MLB will be in construction on a temporary 8,000 seat ballpark at the site. Woo, those will be expensive tickets. A lot of hotels and motels, they just drive out from Chicago for the day. Chicago's a pretty good uh, haul. Is it three hours? Remaining in all of its cinematic glory will be the cornfield and the outfield. Once emerged, eight actors portraying the band players from the 1919 White Sox, led by Joe Jackson, and the adjacent red barn and two-story white clapboard farmhouse. Nice. How about that? I like it. Somebody had a good idea. I defy anybody to top that idea. 
You're an idea guy. You give me a better idea for sports. That's a pretty high-level idea right there. i got to come up with something pretty good on short notice. I don't like my odds. You do not. I mean, there's probably a good idea out there, but that's a really good idea. I mean, how would other sports kind of riff off of that? And and what's the NBA going to do? Go to Rucker Park? I mean, what would... I've seen individual players go. I just saw the video on social media. Kevin Durant from a few years ago scoring 60 points. Yeah, great. I mean, this has got the... Another all-star game where no defense is played. <laughs> Probably. We already got enough of those. No, but a, a real NBA game on blacktop? I don't know if players would do it. Their agents wouldn't allow it. I don't think so. I don't know that the GMs would be wild about it. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're doing what? I don't know if you can top that idea in sports. Simply the best sports movie, without question. And it's a top five movie of all time. If you try to transition that to other sports, I mean, what do you end up with? Like, best football movies. Okay, Rudy, that's a really popular football movie. Like, what, the NFL's going to go play a game at Notre Dame? I don't know that Yeah, but that's, the, that's a college thing. It has nothing yeah. to do with the NFL. Whereas Field of Dreams was about big league players. So it's easy for the big league team to go there. I think it's also a great idea that they go to Williamsport and play in the Little League World Series. Need to move the fences back? <laughs> they gotta, for what? If they're going to play at Williamsport. Well, they already do. There's a big league field there. They've been, they've been doing it now yeah. for three years. They built one. That's 420 to center field. Yeah, it's on Sunday night television at the start. I mean, this is like the third or fourth year that they've done it. I know it's not soccer, but yeah, man, they've already been doing it. It's already been done many times. They go there and and they do that. Yeah, they do it every year. So. Yeah, I'll move a Phillies game. Well, they they just fly in teams when when the kids are there. I mean, they've had – it's not just Philadelphia. It's, a, uh, it's whomever. Pittsburgh's been there. St. Louis, I think, has been there. So, yeah, they've already done that. And they'll do it again this year. That thing gets going uh, next week, I guess. And so they come in for a day, and then all the kids get excited and all that stuff, and they make a big deal out of it. Now, that that was a smart idea. I, I think that was that was an excellent decision. But this Dyersville thing and, and that at that – facility that ball i can't call it a ballpark but that field i guess you can call it so that's a great idea whoever came up with that idea deserves a raise because they'll get a buzz next august 13th maybe it'll replace going to the uh, little league thing like they've been doing because it's right around the same time of when they do that now you can go back to your football as you ponder a better idea. I'm going to have to do some pondering because that's a really good one. So you heard Kyle Whittingham say something and you thought it would inspire a little fun for our listeners commuting in. Grab your phone, people. Get ready to use the app, the open mic. Yeah, this injury situation, you know, and it comes, it's funny because it comes on the heels where the uh, NCA said it's not going to require them to release uh, information on injuries. So it's right at the same time in that yesterday uh, people were up there 
I was covering the Steve Starks thing, so I wasn't there, him being uh, promoted, although he'll still maintain his role with the Jazz, largely speaking to him yesterday in his office uh, because they've established something there with the continuity and they're about uh, ready to really make a mark in this league here, I think, with this group of guys. So he'll continue in uh, doing that capacity. So that won't change much. That continuity that they've had will continue, which I think is good news for the franchise because they've got a, a chain of working. So you might as well continue doing what they do there. But anyway, I was not at the at Utah yesterday because they were at the same time. One was at 11:30. That was at 11:45. So I couldn't be at two places. Uh, but certainly, I listened to the stuff, and people are asking about Zach Moss, and Zach Moss is fine, and blah blah blah. And so I think Dirk Facer asked Kyle, and he just, to Kyle's credit, he doesn't get perturbed by it. He, because you don't want to make a scene, then the scene becomes bigger than the story. So you don't want to do that. That's, that's dumb to do. Uh, and he's not going to do that. But he did have this comment that I thought was very interesting. You can ask whatever you want. So if we can ask him anything that we want, it's now free game. <laughs> right? You can ask whatever you want. Yeah, he's he, not said, answer he, it. he said you can ask whatever you want. That's his voice right there. So since we can ask whatever we want, what do we want to ask him? You can ask whatever you want. Yeah. I can ask him whatever I want. He has given us the permission to ask him whatever he wants. Grab the phone, people. This is what the this is exactly why. Our app has the open mic feature. 15 seconds of audio, you ought to be able to get the question out. Unless your question is the question, and then you won't have time. So, what do you want to ask him? You can ask him whatever you want. Deep down, why did you change your mind after you indicated you would go to BYU? What was the reason? No comment on that. Nah, well, that, that's two different things. Okay, let's wrap this up. <laughs> no, we're just getting started here. All right. What really happened with the BYU football team, the honor code, back in the day? Ooh, what do you want to know? The best stories. It's a day-to-day thing. What stories I want, want the best stories. I can give you a few. Cool. I want them all. That Well, he doesn't have them all. I want as many as he has. I want all of his. Uh, I can give you a few. I can name names. I can name locations. Uh, here's one for you. Here's one. That's for BYU fans in the past. Here's one for you fans in the future. Kyle, when are you going to retire? How much longer? You got two years? No comment on that. Two years? Four years? Six years? Two, four, six, eight, who do we appreciate? I can tell you he has a specific time frame in mind. Inquiring minds would love to know what that is. But that's going to have to come from him. Hence, I ask him. Yeah. It's a day-to-day thing. I promise you, it's not a day-to-day thing. I promise you, I will not break that story. Okay, here's one for you. And, And... are you working on it? Let's go, Twitterverse. Let's make it happen. You can tweet at us, although we really would prefer your audio. Use the open mic. How did you and Bronco, what is the first thing that happened that got you and Bronco sideways? 
Because the rivalry, there was uh, there was no love lost there. But how did like in the very beginning, how did it start? Like, what were the first three things? Was there just one big thing, and then poof, it was you know it was on, or was it like there was a little thing, and there was a bigger thing, and it kind of evolved into that? How did that Good happen? point. Oh, let's see. Uh, I can't give you a literal specific. But I can give you a general. I don't think people want to know about honor code for the honor code. Come on, they're kids. I mean, that's well. I've moved on to something else now. Give me the recruiting battles. I always assumed it started with recruiting battles. Those those get pretty heated. The from what I've heard, emphasis on if you go there, you'll fall away, and it's not so much to the kid; it's to the kid's parents. You go there. You go on a mission. You come back, and you'll get in a... Now, this is I'm not agreeing with this, but this is part of the issue. You'll get in an environment that isn't conducive to your faith. And look at these guys. Look at player XYZ, who served a mission, came back. And then this happened, or that happened, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Other stuff you want to know from Kyle but Whittingham. You're not really having fun here. You're getting to, you're getting into dirt. You're Sometimes in, I'm wrong. You're just in dirt. Inquisitive minds want to know. You want dirt. Thanks, Pat. You're welcome. And so that got that relationship off on a sour note. And the religion, like, go there and you're going to have a hard time. Come here and... And you're going to be among your brethren, and they're going to lift you up and strengthen you. And you'll walk out of here with greater faith, a foundation that will carry you for your life. And that kind of sets some people off over here. Okay. All right. You want fun stuff? I heard his vacations are high end. Three best beaches. Send me to three good beaches. What are your three favorite beaches to go to? I bet he could plan a vacation. Well, he goes to the one by Conopoly. That's one. Give me two more. No, there's one to the left and one to the right. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> one and two. <laughs> Half mile tops, maybe 400 yards. Just lock it down. Well, I mean, if you got the greatest, <laughs> why look for anything else? I don't think he's a grass is greener kind of guy, which is one of the reasons why he's been here forever. Three best golf courses. Uh, or ten best golf courses. He's a big golfer. How about this? He's probably played enough golf courses. Let's go top ten country clubs, but then top ten public courses. Oh, he doesn't play public courses. He doesn't he couldn't give me ten public courses? On his way up, he didn't he didn't pass through some quality. Public courses? Yeah. Public courses. Pebble Beach. Where you have to actually wait. Yeah, that's public, but it's not really that's public. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot does he, of, lot does of he go out? Does he go back to New York and play Beth Page Black, or is that just not something he does? I don't know that. Yeah. Choir minds want to know. We got, a lot of, we got a lot of golfers out there who wouldn't mind that info. And we probably have some people who sit in luxury suites at jazz games who are like, give me the country club list. I'll find a way to get on. Well, I know that he go- let me know where those I need to trips go. that they take for the Under Armour spiel has played uh, Hilton Head. Uh, Pac-12 media, uh, coaches meetings usually are in the Phoenix area, like first part of May mm-hmm. after everybody's spring ball is done. 
and before you start to really gear up for uh, another round of recruiting, which is ongoing all the time, but in terms of getting out on the road and having visits and all that stuff, and I know they played a bunch of places there. I told them once that I shot a good uh, good score at at uh, Bonneville Country Club. He says, where's that? I said, well, it's not really, it's not that far from where you work. It's like a quarter of a mile down the road. Said, it's not a country club. <laughs> and he, then he got the joke. A little slow on the uptake yeah. there, Kyle. All right, what do we got? Questions for Kyle. Coach, how come your last name isn't Arnold? I mean, historically, isn't that the name of, well, traitors? Oh, I see what he done there. I see what he done. That comes from Matt. Matt. <laughs> okay, he can't get mad at us for asking that. He's allowed us to ask him that. How come your last name isn't Arnold? Isn't that the traditional last name of traitors? You can ask whatever you want. <laughs> What do you want to ask him? How'd you get those calves so big? <laughs> Stairmaster. It's a day to day thing. I believe you really do like some of the music you claim not to like. So I would ask you, what is your favorite Barry Manilow song? Is it Mandy? He needs to keep that to himself. No. I don't really need to know that. No, we do need to know that. Were you guys impressed by that? <laughs> <laughs> what would have happened if you were allowed let's see access I, to I, I'm I can't get over Barry Manilow I'm sorry I'm just seeing Kyle now singing the Copa or something and some you know to entertain the team some night yeah okay maybe he likes <laughs> that's got a nice little peppy beat <laughs> at the Copa <laughs> Kyle in Pasadena walking in the team hotel. Looks like we made it. Yeah. Uh, what would you do if you weren't a football coach? <laughs> it's a great piano intro. Once it goes something like, I remember all oh, that. Something like that. All my life. Yeah, there we go. Raining down as cold as Yeah, there you go. Shadows of a man. <laughs> okay, we got to stop this. That's enough of that. I was waiting for you to end it. But okay, he knows where oh, he's going. I was going. in it. I was yeah. into it. Uh, that was what I, I realized that eventually I was a little afraid of that. But <laughs> I mean, he, everything can't be ACDC. <laughs> Van Halen and, and the like. You know, he's got to have some tender moments, right? Thank you, Patrick. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed that you have Bronco saying that, Kyle saying that. Now you just need to get Kalani on board with you at the trio. <laughs> Maybe Gary A, too. Now the Grand Slam. Move beyond the Triple Crown. Gary. Let's go for the Grand Slam. <laughs> I don't even remember the context in which those were being said. But when you've been around a long time, that's what you end up happening. That's why. I, that's why I end up rooting for those guys. I'll be the first to admit. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna snow you and act like I don't. I do. 
I want to see them both do well. I want to see Bronco do well. Bronco, he was a polarizing figure, but I got along great with Bronco. Bronco is easy to get along with one-on-one. I had massive respect for him. You could ask him anything. I had zero problem with Bronco. And I know a lot of folks did. A lot of their own fan base did. It doesn't mean I agreed with everything he did, but I liked him. And I wish him nothing but success over there in Virginia. Yeah, he's a different fellow. He's an odd fellow. I get that. But in my mind, going back to Field of Dreams and Ray Liotta, he was a good fellow. See, in my hood, if, you know, if he was all right, if he was a good, if he was a good guy, you call him a good fella. Yeah, okay, Jersey boy. <laughs> Karen! <laughs> I just came across that on cable. I was just flipping around, and it was on, and literally, I wasn't watching it for 30 seconds, and he belted that out. <laughs> and I probably only watched it for like two minutes. What did he belt out? Karen! <laughs> so exasperated. <laughs> Uh, not going to be able to call my parents. I can't. My mom gets sick. I can't go see my mom. <laughs> Frankly, we don't care about you. We care about him. <laughs> Do you know that he was born in Newark, New Jersey? Shocking. Ray Liotta? Shocking. Did you know he's not Italian? He's actually ad- adopted by Italian family. Oh, really? And did you know in 1997, speaking of, this is just, this is so freaky. He married Michelle Grace in February 1997. Michelle Grace, February 1997, after they had met at her former husband, Mark Grace's professional baseball game. Really? Did you know that? I did not know that. So he's married, or was married, to Mark Grace's ex. Well, to bring the segment full circle. Yeah, he went to San Jose State. We got it. No. He was in Field of Dreams to bring the well, segment the whole full point. circle as Shoeless Joe Jackson and his very next role. I already role, brought it. His, would you let me finish? <laughs> his very next role was Henry Hill. They were like back to back. Can I say the S word on, telev- on radio like in no bleep? Because I already said that. After he was Dominic <laughs> and Eugene Didn't I already Eugene you look at his film list. I got that. Yeah, I but didn't I already say that, Yach? Mm, yeah. <laughs> You're acting Perfect. like it's... <laughs> To bring it full circle again. Voila! Now, get ready. Sports Jeopardy's coming up next. DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You're going to have to be all purpose on this. PK inspired this. And right now, you know, before we've had topics that are teams, you're going to have to know football. You're going to have to know basketball. There's uh, college stuff. There's pro stuff. This is all encompassing. We'll get to that next. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Suspended Patriots wide receiver Josh Gordon has officially applied for reinstatement by the NFL. The trouble wideout has battled substance abuse issues and was suspended last December for violating terms of its previous reinstatement. XFL has begun in issuing invitations to draft eligible players this week, a step towards building out rosters for eight franchises expected to begin play in February of 2020. NCAA has ruled the freshman cornerbacks Chris Steele, who transferred from Florida in June, will be immediately eligible to play for USC this fall. Major League Baseball, the Mets have won 13 out of the last 14 games. They beat the Marlins 7-2. Yankees won eight in a row. They hit five homers and blew out the Orioles 14-2. Bees beat the 
beat Omaha 12 to 11 in 10 innings. Game two in the series tonight, six o'clock. Listen to the game here on the Zone Sports Network. Top of the wire brought to you by Homie. Buying or selling a home, Homie will give you up to five thousand back to help you with closing costs and fees. Remember, it's simple to get started with Homie. See more at Homie.com. The Big Show. Chris Camrani covers the Utes for The Athletic. I guess my biggest takeaway so far is the offensive side has been really excited about the installation of the Andy Ludwig offense. Everybody that I've talked to is pretty excited about what this is going to look like in terms of playing to the strengths of the team. Obviously, they're going to be a run-first offense, and that's going to be able to open up the play action for Tyler Huntley. I am interested to see what the offensive line starts to look like, to see who gets those spots solidified. And we're not allowed to talk about injuries, but we need to figure out where Britain Covey is in a couple weeks, too, because he's their most important player on the outside. If you've missed any of the Big Show, go to 1280thezone.com. This is the Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. No sports? All right, smart guy. Time to put that knowledge to the test. It's time for another edition of Sports Jeopardy with DJ and PK on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Time for another edition of Sports Jeopardy. It's become a summer tradition, but as PK was just saying, summer's winding down, PK. Certainly sports radio summer is winding down. Yeah, I know. We're going to do this right up. I guess the last day will be uh, three weeks from today. Once college football season starts locally, we're done with Sports Jeopardy. So, we got our new champ, Steve. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, fellas. How you doing? Good. Good. And we got our challenger, Stuart. Stuart, how are you? Hey. Good. How are you? Good. All right. Today's topic is famous sports figures named Ed. We have PK to thank for this. When we were discussing topics, PK threw out a few. (laughs) Why not? Hey, let's do one on ED. No. Oh, but we could do it on people named Ed. And there it is. That's how the show works. All right, guys. Question one. We begin with our champion. This Hall of Famer was a two-time All-American at Miami before going to the NFL, winning a Super Bowl, and Defensive Player of the Year honors. Five, four, three, two, one. That would be Ed Reed. Who is Ed Reed? But yes, that would be correct. Who is Ed Reed? Steve gets a point right out of the gate. Stuart, question two. We start with you. He won the 1995 Heisman Trophy at Ohio State and then ran for more than 10,000 yards in the NFL. Five, four, three, two, one. I don't follow the Buckeyes. Oh! (laughs) Well, you get a point from PK. That doesn't help you, but he likes hearing that. Made him laugh. Uh, Steve, our champ, you want to steal that point? Yeah, who is Eddie George? Ding dong. And a 2-0 lead for our champ. All right, champ, question three. You begin here. This sharpshooter played 17 years in the NBA and hit a buzzer beater to win game four of the 1997 conference finals between the Rockets and the Jazz. Five, four, three, two, one. This was a very painful moment. If he was a jazz killer, who is Eddie Johnson? Yes, he was in fact a jazz killer in Seattle, in Phoenix, and then in Houston. Announcer for the Suns now. All right, uh, Steve's up 3-0 here with a couple questions to go. Stuart, though, let's pick up a point, see what you can do here. Question four, this former Stanford Cardinal and Denver Bronco wide receiver has a son who's a talented running back. Five, four, three, two, one. 
Am I naming the the dad or the son? Well, it's about people named Ed, so I'd name the one named Ed. <laughs> okay, Ed. There it is. I don't know. Who's Ed? <laughs> well, I mean, we need a last name. <laughs> All right, so, go ahead. <laughs> but if you named the son, you wouldn't you wouldn't be naming the one who's name. All right, the son's a Christian. Steve. Uh, McCaffrey. Yes, Ed McCaffrey. So we want uh, Stuart. That's your name, right? Yeah. Okay, Stuart, we're going to give you a point here. you got to answer this question. In recorded U.S. history, this is the only horse who's ever spoken a word of English. Five, four, three, two, one. Uh, Come on, it's the only horse. In recorded U.S. history. Yeah, it's the only horse who's ever spoken a word of English, the English language. I'm in the room. And his name was uh, Ed. His name was Ed. Nay, I, I mean, I don't know. Who the hell is Mr. Ed? <laughs> Mr. Ed? <laughs> yes! <laughs> my bad, CK, my bad. Stuart, you're under the age of 30, aren't you? I am under the age of 30. Now, yeah, I figured. <laughs> Mr. Ed! It's an old TV show. Although you don't have to watch it to know who Mr. Ed is. I will do my research. All right. Well, we'll leave it there. Our champ, Steve, defends his title. Uh, Stuart, hold on. You get fabulous parting gifts. Steve, we will see you back here next Tuesday. All right. Sounds good, guys. All right. Steve picks up the win. There's only one horse. Yeah, that was actually the tiebreaker question, but PK wanted to get it on the air, so... You know, we, we just <laughs> when he didn't get that, you know what I wanted to do? I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> also had uh, had an Ed Davis question out there to give us a jazz-oriented question, but we didn't get to it. So we'll have an Ed on the roster this year. Yep. Apparently, I just went through an all-time roster list. There apparently only the second jazz player named Ed. That's it. You don't remember the legendary Eddie Hughes from the '80s, I assume. Eddie Hughes? Eddie Hughes. Eddie Big Shoes Hughes? 87, I think, yeah. Eddie Big Shoes Hughes? Oh, you're just making that up. No, go back and look. Eddie Big Shoes Hughes. <laughs> what? Eddie Big Shoes <laughs> Hughes. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> it's kind of a dead end. The show just pulled into right, a cul-de-sac. that was his career. We're going to have to spin around and head back out. I'll just start repeating stuff you say. Well, I mean, you could gradually go around. You don't have to do a 360. If it's a cul-de-sac, you can follow the perimeter. If it's a dead end, then you'd have to turn around. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for that, Coach. Well, it's the truth. <laughs> All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Questions. You getting some, more, uh, getting some more open mics in there? Questions for Kyle Winningham. Anything you want to know? All right. You can get for stories, you can get for dirt, you can get uh, his personal preferences, get to plan your vacations, your concerts, your What's beaches. What's his favorite color? What is his favorite color? Probably red is what he would say. What if that's not true? I think he would, I if would, it's say, green. I would say lavender. I was going to say periwinkle. Oh, lavender or periwinkle. Yeah, maybe lavender. What kind of crayon box did you have that you know? I don't even know what shape. What, what color is periwinkle? It's I don't like even know. It's a bluish color. If it wasn't in the crayon box when I was a kid, I got no idea. It's in the crayon box. No idea. Crayolas? All about the Crayolas. <laughs> My wife will always talk about something, and it's this shade of whatever. They're wearing this colored shirt or blouse or whatever. Like, I don't know what that color is. Oh, what is his favorite blouse? I don't know. 
<laughs> blouse? Go time. Blouse. Blouse. <laughs> Brady, what do you have? Kyle, what are your favorite kinds of pants? His favorite kinds of pants? And that's the thing about it. You know, he comes off as tough guy. But as I understand it at home, metaphorically speaking, he doesn't wear them often. She's the boss? Oh. Yeah. That's what I understand. Getting some background information. Uh-huh. He just does what he's told. Smart yeah. man. She's running the show. Boom. She says, jump. He immediately asks how high. That's what's going on there. I think that's how it works for a lot of uh, coaches' wives. You think? Well, the coaches aren't home. So when they get home, she's got a plan. Better execute the game plan. Not home enough to have a plan. Okay. They're running the show. I mean, seriously, you hear coaches talk about, like, they move for a new job. Well, who moves the house and who moves the kids? Yeah, he hasn't moved. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> one time, right? Well, like, he's moved twice, yeah. but not like eight I mean, miles. In, in the community. Right, yeah. All right, we got another uh, got another question here from Steve. Steven. Do you ever get tired of beating BYU over and over and over? <laughs> uh, the uh, answer to that no. is no. No, no, we don't really need Kyle to answer that. Kyle, we'll handle this. Back off. We got it. That'll be interesting to see what happens down the line when he does call it quits. Uh, what type of attitude the new coach, you know, if it's promoted from within, it would be the same. But if it's somebody who's just completely from the outside. Now, since I've been here, they've only had one. They've only had three football coaches and one has been from the outside. But at the time it was league. So it was easy to embrace the rivalry. Uh-huh. Here, obviously, going forward, it wouldn't be league. What would be the new guy? If it's somebody like Scally or somebody who's grown, grown up here or someone else who's on the staff who gets promoted or has had experience here, you know, you'd think they would approach it along the same lines. Like Jeff Grimes, you asked him that question, and we should actually replay that question because it was a good question, and he gave, and Jeff Grimes gave a good answer, which he tends to do. You ask him a, a good question, he'll give you a good answer. And Jeff Grimes is new this time around, but he's not new because he's been at BYU before when it was league and the ramifications, but yet he still responds like this. Is it any different having the rivalry game as the first game or the fact the schedule's usually front-loaded? Is there always a pretty good sense of urgency this time of year and it doesn't matter that the rivalry is the opener? I think it certainly matters that the rivalry is the opener because that game is more important than others. I think anytime you open with a big game, that's a positive in that it, it gives players focus and motivation throughout the summer and fall camp. The magnitude of this game only heightens that. Great answer. And the thing that I like, when coaches answer answer truthfully the way you know it is truthful, and what I mean by that is sometimes you know the answer, you're going to ask the question, you know the answer, but he won't answer it in a truthful manner. He'll downplay it. Oh, no, it's one game, blah, 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 you know, all that crap. Well, Grimes acknowledges it. Right off the bat, yeah. It is I, extremely important. I asked a few people that for a TV story we're doing coming up because I was kind of curious that, you know, there's, uh, you know, when you're when you're all in, you know, all in or in the way. You know, when you're all in, is there really another gear? 
you know. And so if you're all in opening up for any Pac-12 or SEC, you know, whoever they've got at the front of their schedule, how do you get more amped up than that? Is there another gear to go to? And it, it was pretty much unanimous. Yep, there's another gear. Because I think when, you only, when you're in a sport where you only get to play 12 or 13 games, they're all a big deal. Even if you know you're going to blast some team going in, you just don't get to do it that often. And you always say, and it's true, you know, that time is precious. Anything is precious when there's less of it. And so when you realize, wow, I only get to play 12 more college football games, well, you get pretty amped up. And you got to practice for a month. I mean, we're tired of talking about practice. We want games. Allen Iverson, practice. Let's get to games. So when the first game is Arizona in NFL Stadium, I think they'd be pretty juiced up and pretty fired up at practice. I think guys would be pretty into it. So can you be more into it than pretty into it? Yep. Yes, and then when you combine it being the first game, and I can't guarantee you they'll be injury-free, but we saw last year that the injuries wore down BYU's depth. You know, maybe if that game had been earlier in the season – they would have been better equipped to try to hang on to a win after getting a 20-point lead. But at the same time, you could argue, well, they Maybe would have they had, had a 20-point lead had because Moss and Huntley. Right. And so then, you know, it wouldn't have been to that degree. And that, that's fine, too. That's, that's what's cool about having it at the first game is that you can't guarantee that they're going to be at full strength, but it's probably your best odds that they will be at full strength. So it'll just be your team versus their team, and there won't be any, yeah, what ifs, what this, what that. It'll just be who played better on that particular, in this case Thursday, to walk out of there with the win. You know, the interesting thing was talking to them, they were all a little more, not all, but the vast majority of them were a little more revved up because it was the Utah game, of they course. said that, yeah. uh, but it was for different reasons. There were guys for whom, you know, the local guy who, you know, the streak bugs him because he was a fan in the rivalry before. For another player, it was, well, you know what, it wasn't our last game because we had the bowl game, but it was ve- it's really odd to see a team twice in three games, and they vividly remember giving away that 20-point lead and losing that game. And then for Kafusi, it was different. I talked to Isaiah Kafusi, and he said, you know, the thing about it is, I didn't get to finish the last Utah game. And, I mean, he's a Kafusi. You know, his family is deeply embedded in both sides of the rivalry. There's been a bunch of Kafusis who play, played for Utah and BYU. So, for his whole life, it was always a big deal. And there are always stories from family members about it being a big deal. And he didn't get to finish the game. And that bugged him, aside from the fact they lost the game. The fact they lost it bugged him. But the fact he didn't finish it bugged him, too. Though he kind of had a unique spin on it. Well, I think him. he probably thinks that the reason why they lost is because I didn't finish. Well, it. certainly that played into it. You know, you can't say as one player I could have changed everything. No, but, but that's what, what he's thinking. Helped. Sure, that's not what we would say, but that's right. what he would say. I would want him to say that. And it's it, not and necessarily it, what we would the, say, but the, he would say. Yeah, that. and the way he said it, I kind of took that. Um, it bugged him that even if he couldn't have made a difference, he should have been out there to go down with the ship with his teammates. You know. I mean, you want to think that I would have made a play that made a difference that stemmed the momentum and stopped that thing. But it, oh it yeah, have been, been out there with the guys. If he and Hadley were healthy, BYU wins that game. <laughs> there you go. Thank you for that. What? Isn't it obvious? 
That should uh, that should take care of the old uh, open mic right there. That should, yeah, that that should handle that. Oh, come on. Yeah. That was obvious. BYU wins two games in this streak if there was a little bit longer in the Vegas Bowl and if Hadley and Isaiah were healthy. So five minutes in the Vegas Bowl, mm-hmm. yeah. Hadley. And, okay, got it. Yeah, stoppage time. Stoppage time. It all comes back to, you know, the <laughs> yeah, world sport. Got it, got yeah. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. It makes no sense because they're not stop. It should be goage time. I never understood that. Why do they call it stop it? You're not stopping. You're playing. You're replacing the time well, you were stopped. But right, but you're still playing. Fact. It should be playage time, not stoppage time. It's so dumb. So many of those I'll stupid that, things. I'll throw that out in the middle of the next game. <laughs> well, not in the middle. At the end of the next game. And I'll see. I'll see how my Twitter Twitter handle handles Tell that. Tell Donnie, hey, I work with this crackpot on the radio. <laughs> he, he knows. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> and he was saying I, that instead of stoppage, it actually, should be playage time. Actually, I told him. I told him. I told him once. I said, actually, you and PK have quite a bit in common. He said, you know, funny you should mention that. I was just thinking that the other yeah. day. <laughs> so they, it should be playage time. He likes to toy with the emotions of others, right? Not stoppage time. So it's clear. If that Vegas Bowl had another five minutes of playage time. I've heard of people who like to toy with other human beings a lot, so maybe he likes to do that. I wish I was blessed with the voice that Dunny has, though. He has just a gorgeous voice. It sounds so good. Huh? What the heck was that? His voice. When he speaks on television. Yeah. I think his voice is just, it's like melodic. You like it? It really is a great voice. He has a great speaking voice. I mean, he did probably nothing to get that. <laughs> you either get it or you don't. But nevertheless, he has a great speaking voice. Well, no! He, I mean, so wild. You know, not to that level. But yeah, I think it was clear that if BYU had five more minutes of playage time and Hadley and Kafusi stayed healthy, they they... They got two wins in this yeah, series. Yeah, they beat two and six in the last and, eight instead of 0-8. And, and I'll even I'll extend it one more. <sighs> Two-point conversion? Different play call uh, from Ty? Okay, yeah, but I wasn't thinking of that one, but that's a good one, yeah. That's a good one. If Utah fans storm the field four times, <laughs> BYU wins that no! thing. No! Yeah. If they would have stormed not once, not twice, not three, but four times, the Cougars walk out of Rice-Eccles with a W. That's Re- yeah! Really weird game. Really weird. See, if I were Ty in that situation, I would have put the tight end in there, and I would have gone with the Ben Moa jump pass. <laughs> Air Force. Different yes. deal. Yes. Different deal. Epic play, though. So Epic. I, Epic I basically game. have the series four and four over the last eight games. Well, if you keep working, you can spin it and be like, you'll win eight. Well, I've got, I got right well, there. Play each time. What are you going to do about 54 to 10, though? Just play a different quarterback? No, no, no. You got a loss there. I okay, said four so and four, one, so you're going to... Yeah, but I wanted you to go to eight. No, I mean, you're, no, 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 you're no, in no. a groove right no, now. No, I want to be realistic. Flip them all. I want to be realistic. I don't want to just be you know ridiculous I, I on the radio you, here. I don't think you do. I want to be realistic. <laughs> so you got five more minutes of playage time. Because I'm sure the Utes stalled a bunch to try to kill the clock in the second half. Absolutely. They, they were losing momentum like people in the casinos are losing money, right? And so Hadley and Kafusi play. That's two. The jump pass. That's three, and four stormages of the field. That's four. I got a four and four. Basically, this game here, three weeks from tonight, it's the rubber match. Which brings us back to Field of Dreams. How so? Whenever I hear rubber match, rubber game, it's best two out of three. That third game, Jerry Coleman used to sell that. All I, the I mean, time. I understand that. Yeah. I get that. So how does that field of dreams? 
just because we're talking baseball. Okay, just baseball in general. All right, right, all right, I got it. And that brings me back to the best idea of the show, which is to move a Major League Baseball game to Dyersville, Iowa. Just one game, one off, just put the TV cameras out there and let us all soak it up. Let Let the movie... And the sport just blend together. Well, it's now coming out. Uh, White Sox, who are they playing? Yankees. The Yankees. Yeah, and so it's a Chicago series. It's going to be August 13th, 2020. They're going to play a game in Dyersville on the Field of Dreams field. Like, what took this movie is 30 years. Yeah, Yeah. it's a three-game series as they are traditionally are. They move in the first one or the last one? Whatever, you have to see what August 13th is. Okay. I assume it's... uh, yeah, it's the first, but I don't know. Uh, so they'll play. That'll count as a White Sox three-game series, and then they'll continue the other two. It's a great idea. Back in Chicago, it, it really is. Yeah, what took so rock, long? Right, <laughs> right. I guess in retrospect, I mean that that well, movie well, came out uh, 88, 89, somewhere in there. I think yep. they. Yeah, it's a, but you're right. It's about yeah. thirty years. Yeah. yeah, that is just a phenomenal idea. Because all the other historic parks are, you know, they turned August, down. You just gave the date. August 13th. 13th is a Thursday. Yeah, that's what I thought. So it'll be a... Could be a, if it's the last game of a three-game, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday series. Yeah, I don't know. If, if it were going in the weekend, it'd be a four-game series. Most Unless likely, they give yeah. them a day off to travel or something. I don't know. Yeah, that might be. I don't know. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Keep them coming. Questions for Kyle Whittingham. we got a, Yacht's got a couple more for you. We'll get to that next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Three, two, one, one, one. The countdown is back on The Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60. As we count you down to the start of the college football season. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty will announce another selection. I see you on five. Leading up to the start of the 2019 season. As voted on by the local media and you the fans. It's the top 60 and 60. Presented by Cypress Credit Union, the Southtown Auto Mall, and Master Electrical Service. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Come join the Zone in ARUP Friday, August 9th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at ARUP at 9786 South, 500 West in Sandy. Come save a life and donate some blood. It only takes 30 minutes. And you'll receive a Megaplex gift card, popcorn voucher, and jazz gear. Jazz gear? You know who was in jazz gear last night? You. Of course, but you know who else? BSB. Yes, yes, indeed. BSB. You know who BSB is? He has no idea. No. Backstreet Boys. Oh, really? Backstreet's <laughs> back, baby. Now, they came out last night during a time, and they had the City Edition jerseys on in this very arena. How many times have you seen, uh, you go to a lot of concerts, how many times have you seen musicians do that, reference the local sports teams or whatever, get a roar out of the crowd? Oh, many. Yeah. Yeah, many. Yeah. It's a common shtick. Uh, Garth Brooks brought on somebody who's fairly popular, actually came out on stage. John, Carl. John Stockton. St. John himself. Because he had set a record for most consecutive sellouts or something. Mm. And he did, a four, he did four shows. Garth did a few years back. He did, it's like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I think Friday had two shows. And I went to the, the earlier one. and uh, or, But anyway, they, 
they so they had a little uh, like a jersey thing up there, and Stockton pointed it out. You know, the most consecutive, and of course everybody goes nuts when John comes out. Old John, you know, you just you can't get rid of him these days. Showing, He's everywhere. Showing up at concerts, <laughs> waving at the crowd, yeah. which is how it worked back in the day. Yeah. I was there. Yeah. And so yesterday, uh, you know, it was 20 degrees cooler than it had been. It was awesome weather-wise. And so my wife and I went uh, to Lone Star <laughs> Taqueria. Does anybody say that? Yeah. Um, and it's a kind of a little dive place, but it's very popular. It's, I wouldn't yeah. say dive. I'd say more hole in the wall. Okay, fine. Yeah. And there's some outside seating. And so we are finishing up, and these two young gals come up, and they both got Backstreet Boys T-shirts. And they sit right next to us. And I said, well, I wonder where you're going tonight. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We are so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Backstreet Boys. (laughs) And so then we ate our uh, dinner and then got done, and they were just – in the middle of theirs. And I said to the one gal as I was leaving, I said, okay, now I don't want you throwing any unspecified articles of clothing up on the stage. And they just giggled and they they were so happy and so giddy that they were coming to see Backstreet Boys and Backstreet Boys show up and come out during a portion with, what's five of them? Five city edition jerseys. I thought that was smart. Play up to the locals. Why not? DJ and PK, 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Yak, have you got some feedback from the people? I got a couple that just came in. All right, let's play them next. Kyle Woodingham, if you missed it, uh, he's, he's open to anything. He's open to any question. You can ask him anything you want. We've got it. You yeah. can ask whatever we'll, you want. We'll explain. We'll reset that next. And we've got people asking Kyle questions, and they range from the serious and the newsworthy to the funny and the ridiculous. To Napoleon Dynamite. Let's Sweet. Go. We'll get to that next. Stay with us.